0: Camp Perry started to integrate education and history and English. They had some manual training, hobby shops, and paint shops. A library was created. Several POWs started to take university courses. In a 1945 inspection report, it was reported that Dean Carter, University of Toledo, committed to implementing an education program where he provided the textbooks for classes. A 1945 newspaper article said that 400 German POWs passed a final exam in American history. July 11, 1945. 45 Ottawa County News article stated, Teach English to German POWs at Camp Perry. The newspaper article read,
1: Can only come through understanding classes in English language are now being conducted for German prisoners of war at Camp Perry and its branch camps throughout Ohio. Attendance is on a voluntary basis and classes are soon to be enlarged to include as high as 60% of the prisoners. In addition to English, classes have been set up in American history with a prelude in the study and understanding of the American Constitution in the social sciences as pertains to the way they are practiced in Western civilization and in the economic geography of a The education program is one based on simple truths which is something that, in part, has been missing in the German educational system during the past 12 years. Through this program, army officials believe the German prisoner of war will come to realize the industrial might and indomitable spirit of the people of the United States of America. There are large numbers of German prisoners of war in the U.S. who will be repatriated someday, and upon their return to Germany will naturally have a part to play in the Reformation Germany. Their opinions concerning America made it determine, in a large measure, future relations between Germany and the United States. With this in mind, the German prisoners of war, under the control of Camp Perry and its branch camps at Cleveland, Columbus, Bowling Green, Defiance, Marion, Cambridge, are now afforded the opportunity to grasp a better understanding of America and its institutions. In this way, there will be created voluntary responses on the part of the German prisoners of war which will encourage an attitude of respect on their part for American institutions, traditions, and ways of life and the
0: history classes were a subtle way of portraying the freedoms of the U.S. versus the dictatorship of the Nazis. The classes seemed to be having an effect Camp Perry prisoners of war. In the Camp Perry newspaper, there was an article that read, the Weimar social regulations, eight-hour workdays, labor laws, health, and old-age protections rebuild Germany to be recognized again and established. Yet, for such democratic achievements, some groups had national goals, defense organizations to prove to the world that Germany is not a beaten military. Such Organization facilitated the rise of Hitler and his goals. Military rule in Germany and a rule over other people. When time comes to reorganize a new Germany, we need to remember who had gotten Germany in the most horrible of all wars. Again, help from the other countries to rebuild the German people, not a military goal. In reflecting on the Ottawa County News article and the Camp Perry newspaper article, it is evident that Camp Commander E.C. McCormick Jr. and his staff were doing an excellent job in assimilating the Germans into our way of life. Recognizing there always were hardcore Nazis, but it appears there was a turning point. As the Germans started to lose the war, more Germans started to look at the American way of life and the democratic values as they were getting ready to be repatriated back to their homeland. Not only did the POWs have the opportunity to take education courses, there was recreation abundance among the Camp Perry POWs. There was an art studio area, area to play cards, soccer games were done, volleyball. There were two beer halls that were separate from the canteen. A lot of POWs did trench art in it. As I illustrated in my book, a painting done by an Italian POW and a nativity scene carved from scrap wood by an Italian POW. Germans loved movies and spent a lot of time in the movie theater. They saw known actresses and actors such as Helen Hayes, Ronald Coleman, Mary Martin, to name a few. A movie that the Germans loved was You Were Never Lovelier, a love story set to music starring Fred Astaire and Rita Hayworth, which was put out by Columbia Pictures. As one can see, Camp life was pretty good at Camp Perry. In the eyes of some people, maybe too good. Camp life, as I mentioned before, oftentimes centered around food. So a local newspaper reporter did some investigation. His article was entitled, Germans took pride in their cooking. Recipes from their homeland. He stated, it happened that I was passing two huge ovens. A prisoner baker opened the door of one oven. The smell was something that cannot be described. I got the prisoner to open the door a couple more times, and sensing my pleasure at the aroma, he grinned. In the oven, Reopened was a huge piece of pastry. Over at the prisoner was sprinkling cinnamon. The cake itself must have been fully a yard long and two feet wide. That's true, so Kufin, the prisoner volunteered. Smell good, eh? For a fleeting moment, I was tempted to remain behind and become a volunteer prisoner, at least until the Kufin was completely baked. But in the end, I did get a taste. Mail was important for the POWs at Camp Perry, connect with their relatives and family back home. Uh, they were always looking forward to mail and re- sending in rece- Receiving it. The POWs at Camp Perry were permitted just one letter and one postcard per week. The letter had to be 24 lines on one side, and the postcard 9 lines. POWs always looked forward to receiving mail, uh, but they did have some restrictions on kinds of things they could do with their mail. They could not send maps, sketches, or pictures of themselves. They couldn't have any hidden meaning within their language in, in the letter, and they had to relate to family or business matters. In their correspondence, there could be no objectable comments. The prisoners of war were told that certain comments were prohibited in their correspondence. They were, I can write only once a week. We are not permitted to register a complaint. I can only write to close relatives. This is the seventh letter I've written to you from here. You're not permitted to send any photographs. Packages were inspected as they were sent or received. And they were done in front of the POWs and they could not exceed four pounds. In my book, I included letters written by some of the POWs and then I had them translate One in particular was the German POW, Warner Neubauer, who sent a letter home. His letter said, Last Sunday I went to Mass. It was nice to be able to go to church after three quarters of a year. Here in the camp, we're able to participate in sports on our time off. Right now, I'm taking an English course. I like it. It's fun. Please do not get the idea to send anything. How are things at home now? Is everything still the same? When you write me, please write the address very clearly. Please give greetings to the boys, friends and relatives. Special greetings to you from Warner. In a postcard from Warner Matrick to his wife, this is a different Warner. Dear Edna, I can report to you with great joy that I received mail from you for the first time. Can certainly imagine at home how happy I am. I regret I'm only able to write a little card, but as soon as possible, I'll write a letter. Your dear note from the month of December. I thank you again. Greetings, Warner. You have to look at the isolation of the prisoners of war that they were in camp and the contract work they did. Uh, They were confined all their time there, both outside and inside the camp. So it was welcome that the postmaster at the camp was able to deliver mail uh, to the prisoners of war in a timely fashion. Uh, They love packages, especially uh, goodies from home, and it kind of raised their spirits when they got a letter, given their confinement at that time. It definitely appears that the Americans here in the United States that house POWs made every effort to provide mail and correspondence to the prisoners of war, contrary to what I've heard abroad. Another piece of camp life was the Dorofba newspaper, which was run by Germans and sent to branch camps. It contained short stories, humor articles. It had uh, competition of table tennis, volleyball, soccer scores. So it was integral to a, as a communication tool uh, to Camp Perry POWs. The newspaper, as far as I could tell, ran between October of 1945 through December of 1945, before the Germans were repatriated back to Germany. They had a section of humor, which played a big role in the newspaper's disbursement. The German humor was rather subtle. Uh, In a German joke in Deroffba entitled Water and Wine, the writer wrote, Water alone makes one mute as proven by fish and water. Wine pure makes one stupid or dense as proven by gentlemen at the next table. But since I don't want to be either, I mix water with wine. Another piece of German comic relief was where it said, General Kittel has a conversation with Director Furpon during the intermission of one of the Berlin film him concerts. After a while, Furtmanger asked Kittle, whom he knew very well, why this sudden setback after the victorious advances in Russia. Kittle answered, if Hitler knew how to play the harmonica, he would not be director any longer. The December newspaper contained numerous articles about the defeat of Nazism and about getting ready to be repatriated back to Germany and to create a new climate of positive environment in the country and what it will take to do that. So there was a the feeling that there were no repercussions for these kinds of articles because basically Hitler had been defeated. one's view, camp life seemed pretty good. Lots of opportunities for both German and Italian prisoners of war to participate in numerous activities uh, at both camps. Italian POWs seemed to be able to travel anywhere. I talked to one resident, and they said that when she was a little girl, she saw Italians downtown Port Clinton. I have a photo of them visiting the Toledo Museum of Art. There was a feeling that we were coddling prisoners of war, especially when it came to food, because the rashness System across the United States was pretty strict, and it appears that POWs were getting better food than local residents—a uh, food that was equal to American GIs. There was a feeling that once again that we were pampering and hero worship. Uh, Congressman Wyco was upset that a trip was planned to Sandusky, Ohio. Congressman Wyco wrote the War Department and, in part, said, "I protest the pampering and hero worship of those who killed our boys. It's an insult to the fathers and mothers who have given their sons. The War Department is not." Not authorized to use our boys as common fodder for the enemy and then make heros out of the killers. Because of Congressman Weichel's pressure, the trip to Sandusky was canceled. It appears to me that we went overboard in treating the prisoners of war and following the Geneva Convention. In several of my presentations around the Cleveland area, I've had folks come forth and participate in our conversations where one daughter had said her father came back at 80 pounds. Another relative had said that her uncle came back at 90 pounds. So it appears that we were more than overboard on treating the prisoners of war with respect and providing them with opportunities that maybe were a little bit too much.